Hey, good morning, everyone. Good morning. Thank you for joining. All right, so I'm actually going to do something a little bit different today. I'm actually going to see if anyone has any prayer requests or praise reports before we even go into the message. Because I believe that someone on this call is desiring a word from the Lord. And I believe that this word today that we're going to share is really going to be custom teller to you and, and confirm some things that you've already been thinking in your secret prayer life. So if someone has a prayer request or a praise report, please share it now. Unmute yourself, share it. All right, awesome. So we're just gonna head right into it. Um, just thank you all for joining. Welcome to the Alpha Talk Power Call. This is a weekly call to connect, empower, and inspire enlightened minds to pursue a life of greatness. Today's topic is remember why you are here. Hashtag one stone. Mm, Jesus. All right. So I'm going to open us up in prayer. Father God, you know all hearts, you know all concerns, you know what we're asking for, you know what we're expecting. Some of us are going through things and we feel as though we're the only one going through it, Lord. So help us to see beyond our current situation and circumstances and to be able to really think about the things that we've overcome, the things that we have conquered, how far you've brought us, so that we, we, so that we may not dwell in the circumstance and be mentally captive to what we feel rather than what we know. Lord, I ask that you will confirm the word for your children today so that they may know how to move forward in this next season, how to attack, and also how to rest. Confirm their purpose, Lord. Confirm their calling. Confirm their gifts. Encourage them. Send them people who will build them up, who will acknowledge their greatness in you. May you place them around safe people who will build them up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Guys, I thank all of you for joining the Alpha Talk Power Call. Like I mentioned, today's topic is remember why you are here. Now, the reason I'm sharing this message today is because, like I always share with you, this is something that is very personal to me. And I believe it's something that a lot of us battle from time to time sometimes you look for encouragement and affirmation for our calling and the gifts that God has given us and when we don't get confirmation from people we actually start to spiritually abandon our call and purpose because we're looking for human affirmation rather than God affirmation so I pray that this message today will confirm some things for you that you've been asking the Lord about your calling, your purpose, and your So with that being said, we're going to be coming, it's going, this is going to be a long reading out of 1 Samuel chapter 17, because I'm going from verse 11 to 51, and then I'm going to 
if the Lord leads me, I'll stop here and there, but I'm going to try to get through the scripture. This is 1 Samuel 17, verses 11 through 51. And it is written, when Saul and the Israelites heard this, they were terrified and deeply shaken. Now David was the son of a man named Jesse, an Ephratite from Bethlehem in the land of Judah. Jesse was an old man at that time, and he had eight sons. Jesse's three oldest sons, Eliab, Abinadab, and Shemaiah, had already joined Saul's army to fight the Philistines. David was the youngest son. David's three oldest brothers stayed with Saul's army, but David went back and forth so he could help his father with the sheep in Bethlehem. Help his father with the sheep in Bethlehem. Help his father with the people that were placed around him. Continuing on. For 40 days, every morning and evening, the Philistine champion strutted in front of the Israelite army. One day, Jesse said to David, take this basket of roasted grain and these 10 loaves of bread and carry them quickly to your brothers and give these 10 cuts of cheese to their captain. See how your brothers are getting along and bring back a report on how they are doing. Jesus. Hmm. David's brothers were with Saul and the Israelite army at the Valley of Elah, fighting against the Philistines. So David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early the next morning with the gifts as Jesse had directed him. Jesse is his father. He arrived at the camp just as the Israelite army was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and battle cries. Soon the Israelite and Philistine army stood facing each other, army against army. David left his things with the keeper of supplies and hurried out to the ranks to greet his brothers. As he was talking with his brothers, Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out from the Philistine ranks. Then David heard him shout his usual taunt, taunt to the army of Israel. As soon as the Israelite army saw him, they began to run away in fright. Have you seen the giant? The men asked. He comes out each day to defy Israel. The king has offered a huge reward to anyone who kills him. I'm going to pause right there. There are rewards for defeating giants. Each of us, there's a giant. There are some giants that we have conquered. And because of that, there are some rewards that we have already received. But there is also a reward in heaven when we actually receive our new bodies. Continuing on. Mm. Mm -mm. He will give that man one of his daughters for a wife, and the man's entire family will be exempted from paying taxes. David asked the soldiers standing nearby, What will a man get for killing this Philistine and, and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? And these men gave David the same reply. They said, Yes, that is the reward for killing him. But when David's oldest brother Eliab heard David talking to the men, he was angry. This is David's brother. He's angry, right? Why is he angry? Continuing on. What are you doing here anyway? He demanded. What about those few sheep you're supposed to be taking care of? I know about your pride and deceit. You just want to see the battle. What have I done now? David replied. I was only asking the question. He walked over to some others and asked them to say the same thing and received the same answer. Then David's question was reported to King Saul. Let me pause. 
when you decide when you decide to stand for God, reports go out. And the Lord will allow certain people to see you that may place you into a position to be able to let the giants fall in the Lord's presence. You'll get that later. David told Saul, don't worry about this Philistine, David told Saul, I'll go fight him. Don't be ridiculous, Saul replied. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. You're only a boy. And he's been a man of war since his youth. But David persisted. I have been taking care of my father's sheep and goats. He said, when a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and I club it to death. I have done this both to lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too. For he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from this Philistine. Saul finally consented. All right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. Then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped a sword over it, and took a step or two to see what it was like. He had, for he had never worn such things before. I can't go on these, he protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off again. Pause. Remember how this call is talking about remembering why you are here. Oftentimes when you are called by God and you really have a heart for the king, what happens is there are people who may be placed over you or placed around you who may not see what you're really after. So because they don't see what you're really after, they will try to place their strengths and place what works for them on you. They will try to make your story and your weaknesses their weaknesses. They will try to make your strengths their strengths. I mean, I'm sorry, your, their strengths your strengths. They will try to place these things on you because it worked for them. But as an individual who was called by God, You've learned some things. You've conquered some things already. And you're going to continue to conquer some things. And you have to trust God that what you have in your hand, Moses, <laughs> will deliver you from your enemy. Continuing on. I can't go in these, he protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David took them off again. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream and put them into his shepherd's bag. Then armed only with his shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. Goliath walked out toward David with his shield bearer ahead of him, snaring in contempt at this ruddy-faced boy. Am I a dog, he roared at David, that you come at me with a stick? And he cursed David by the names of his gods. Come over here. I'll give your flesh to the birds and wild animals, Goliath yelled. David replied to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, spear, and javelin. Pay attention. But I come to you in the name of the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. Today the Lord will conquer you. Pause. Notice that David said the Lord will conquer you, not I will conquer you. He said that the Lord will conquer you. So as you have a giant in your life and you are trying to move forward in God's calling for your life, 
You have to trust that the Lord's strength is what you walk in rather than your own strength, your own wisdom, your own resources, your own intelligence. You have to trust that the Lord's strength will carry you to your victory. It is not your insight. It is not your wisdom. It is the Lord's wisdom that is given to you to help you overcome your enemies. So when you want to win a battle and you truly want to overcome these things that have been set against you, you have to press into the Lord and allow the Lord to get the victory rather than you getting the victory. A lot of the times, because we've been put down and we've been discouraged, we try to claim victories for ourselves and say, this is my glory. You know, no, this is what I did. This is what I did. But no, this is what the Lord did because if it was up to us, we could have been out of here a long time ago. But the Lord carried you in his victory over your opponents. Continuing on. Hmm. Today the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut off your head. And then I will give your dead bodies to the men of your men, to the birds and wild animals. And the whole world will know that there is a God in Israel. And everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people, but not with sword and spear. Interesting. <laughs> this is the Lord's battle and he will give you to us. As Goliath moved closer to attack, David quickly ran out to meet him. Reaching into his shepherd's bag, we're almost done here, guys. Reaching into his shepherd's bag and taking out a stone, he hurled it with his sling and hit the Philistine in the forehead. The stone sank in, and Goliath stumbled and fell face down on the ground. So David triumphed over the Philistine with only a sling and a stone, for he had no sword. Then David ran over and pulled Goliath's sword from his sheath. David used it to kill him and cut off his head. When the Philistines saw that their champion was dead, they turned and ran. Okay, that's the end of that reading. Okay. There's like three points I want to share with you, and I promise you we will be, we will be out of here. So I just went through 1 Samuel chapter 17. And the purpose of this message today is to confirm some things that the Lord has helped you to conquer as well as confirm some things that you've been praying about secretly there have been some heart issues that you've had i'm not talking about heart issues as in the organ the heart i'm talking about you have had questions with the lord why am i here why do i keep going through this why is this in repetition what is my purpose why am i here and i want to share something with you today one, you have to revisit the things God has brought you through. So, there, so with that being said, right, so think about the things that you have been through. I'll share some things I've been through to kind of give you an example of what I'm talking about. I can remember when I was a kid, eight years old, losing my mom and not really, even to this day, having too many memories of the things that we did together. I can also remember going to stay with my aunt and uncle, and even though they were great providers and took care of us, they were good people to a degree, they were very abusive. And still to this day, there are marks on my body that are a witness to the things that I have been through, 
the, and the abuse that I have suffered. Continuing on, my father, who I didn't bear, I had barely had any type of relationship with. I remember visiting him um, a, a maybe when I was 10 years old, like maybe 10 to 12 years old. We had two summers that my sister and I we went to go stay with him, and there was not too much con- there was not too much conversation. There was not too much affirming. It was a lot of just sitting around and playing games. Not any affirmation, not any blessings bestowed upon. There was nothing that I really remember where I was encouraged or built up in my identity. So as a child, I had a lot of questions and I didn't really know who I was. And that was why it was so easy for me at the age of 13 to try to attempt to take my life. Then at the age of 21, I believe, my father passes away and I didn't really cry. And it bothered me that I didn't really cry. And I didn't really think about that cry that didn't happen until <laughs> until the Lord called me to get closer to him. And I started to revisit some of these things that I've been through, some of these things I've conquered. Throughout my entire life, all the way up even to like the age of 26, and I'm 35 now, well, 34, 30, I'll be 35 in like eight days. But anyway, up until the age of 26, I saw no value in my life. And it was so easy for me to attempt to take my own life because I didn't receive um, confirmation of why I was here. I didn't receive affirmation of my gifts, my talents. And I was also blinded to certain things because of the hurt and pain. I wasn't able to really receive all the love that I found out later that there were people God had sent to stand in the gap. So because I was in so much pain, I wasn't able to see my purpose and I wasn't able to see why I was placed here. So it was easy for me to get rid of myself. And I attempted to take my own life a few times. It was a few times I tried to take my own life. And... The God and, and, the, and the God of heaven's armies, the Lord Jesus Christ, saved me each and every time from ending my own life. Continuing on, you know, it's, it's a reason I'm sharing this with you guys because I want you to see that there are victories that you already have, and sometimes you have to think about the things that you've been through and what you've already conquered. There are some giants that you've conquered, what the Lord has conquered for you, through you. Mm. So, continuing on. Even to this present day, there have been questions and things I've been looking for. And because I have not had some of the proper guidance, what would happen is I would look to all these different sources for affirmation. I would read all these different books. I would watch all these different videos. And my identity was basically a, an amalgamation of all these different ideas and concepts that were that were godly but they were all over the place and I didn't really have a focus a direction so here we go modern day the Lord has shared with me as well as many of us why we are here and the reason why we are still here is because of his spirit that is in us so now a lot of those questions I don't fully have answers for still to this day but one thing I do know is that I am a conqueror I am a conqueror, and so are you. And there are some things that you've been through, being abused, 
being ridiculed, being put down, all these people set against you, and you still found a way by the might of the Lord to press through and still stand and still smile. And people are like, yo, how are you still here? Now, going back to the story of David, his own brothers didn't believe in him. For those of you who are familiar with the story, he wasn't even in the house when the prophet Samuel came to pronounce the next king of Israel. He wasn't even in the house. He was out working. <laughs> A lot of the times, God... Mm, Mm -hmm. A lot of the times, the Lord will call those who have been rejected by men, and that's one of his specialties. He calls those who are overlooked. He calls those who are downtrodden. He calls those who only have a heart for him. He calls those who rely on his strength to live every day. Every day, I rely only on God to make it through the day. I spend so much time with him because I don't know what else to do. I don't know what else to do besides do what the Lord instructs me to do. I don't know who else to love besides who the Lord instructs me to love. Every day, it is a battle, and that's how it is with some of us. Thinking about David, his own brothers put him down. They didn't believe in him. His own father didn't even believe in him. But David was still working. And because he was still working, he had already killed the lion and the bear in the wilderness. And that courage that he built in the wilderness, conquering the lion and the bear, is that same courage that he took to his kingdom purpose, which was to slay giants. You have con you have conquered some things. And I really want you, like, if you don't do anything else in this message today, I want you to think about the things that you've conquered. Because that same courage and that same drive, that same admonition to continue is the same admonition you need to pursue more, to keep striving for excellence, to keep surrounding yourself with people who build you up, to keep facing your giants face on, not running from them like other people do. A lot of us, we just run from our giants. We know we have a giant, and we just say, you know what, I'm not facing it. I don't want to face it. But we're thinking about what our own strength will do, not what the Lord's strength will do. Does it not say in the scriptures in Zechariah, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit? So a lot of us are trying to fight earth battles. Yes, David threw a stone, but the stone was a spiritual stone, and it was a prophetic action pointing to what the Lord Jesus Christ would do when he would cut off the head of Satan and disarm him and allow his children, his brothers, his sisters, us, to be able to stand over and see our defeated giant. That's one, that one smooth stone straight to the head of the enemy was a prophesy also in Genesis where the Lord God has said, <laughs> There shall be enmity between the woman and him, and he shall cut off your head, and you shall bite his ankle. The only reason, hmm, thank you, Lord, he just gave this to me. The only reason why the Lord was, um, his ankles were able to be bitten is because that's what touched earth. You'll get that later. Some of us, we're trying, like I just said, we keep trying to fight our battles in our own strength. When the Lord came, the only reason why 
the enemy was able to touch him is because his feet had to touch the ground. <laughs> there is, we are both, we are, like I always say, we are a spirit, we possess a soul, and we live in a body. So the only thing that the enemy truly has access to is your body. And he enters into bodies and these spirits, they enter by contact with the earth. One of the reasons why the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going somewhere with this, one of the reasons why the Lord Jesus Christ had instructed the disciples to um, wash, wash each other's feet is because he knew that they would need encouragement from time to time to keep fighting their battles, to keep preaching the gospel, to keep sharing the good news. That was the reason why Lord, the Lord has specifically washed their feet. He said, you don't need to wash your head and everything. Only thing you need is to wash the feet. And remember when P- Peter was trying to say, oh, no, Lord, you can't wash me. You know, how, how dare you? And the Lord said, if I don't wash you, you can't be with me. And Peter was like, hold up, wash everything. And then the Lord has said to him, not everything needs washing except for the feet, the part that touches this earth. Hmm, Jesus. So you need to make sure that you have people around you who wash your feet, people who will encourage you, people who will help wipe wipe the dust off of you from the world, people who will help wash the dust of the feet off of you when you're out here trying to be a godly person and trying to overcome things. You have to stop surrounding yourself with people who throw stuff on you and start surrounding yourself with people who pull things off you. Lord Jesus. Okay. Continue on. Okay. <laughs> something else Real, you have to realize that God is creating something totally new in you something that you have never experienced within yourself a lot of the times the reason why we are losing battles is because we're trying to fight the old way we're trying to fight the old way in our own strength now the reason why David was able to fight the old way was because he was not using his own strength. He was using the strength of the Lord. He was giving the victory to the Lord in advance. And that's because he had a relationship in the wilderness and he was able to conquer some things. So because he was able to conquer some things in the wilderness, he was able to inhabit the kingdom. And he started to become something totally new. He was not familiar with the kingdom culture. He had to learn, though. And he had to learn from some people who kept throwing spears at him. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the story of Saul, how even though David kept trying to be a blessing to him, Saul kept throwing spears at David because the spirit that was oppressing Saul was preparing David to love his enemies, Jesus. Mm, mm, mm. There you have it. Sometimes the people that you're trying to be a blessing to will be the ones who throw the spears at you. And they don't even know that it's not them doing it. It's the spirit that's trying to discourage you and disconfirm your calling and purpose. If David was to say, you know what, I'm done. I'm done. (laughs) Saul keeps throwing spears at me. David would not have been able to learn how to operate in the kingdom and run the kingdom if he would have departed from the mission. So sometimes the person that keeps throwing spears is the same person who the Lord is preparing you for to overcome the spirit that works with them. Hmm. 
Continuing on, we're almost done here. Another point, this is my second point. Stop expecting the people around you to confirm your calling. Look to God and wait for a witness. What I mean by that is, remember how I said I was looking for a blessing and encouragement from my father and from other people? I was looking for blessings, earthly affirmation, because I didn't even know at that time before I was in Christ, I wasn't awakened to know that I needed to be affirmed. And I remember the one person that was a major catalyst in helping me to know my strength and to know my my um, my abilities and my talents. And to this day, I am very thankful to this person. And the Lord has used a number of people to be a blessing to me. But this person was a major catalyst in helping me to see what I possessed. Before me having contact with this person, I didn't really see anything good about myself because I kept looking for affirmation from relationships. I kept looking for affirmation from my possessions. I kept looking for affirmation from my job, career, all these things that have nothing to do with my true calling. So you have to stop expecting the people around you to see your greatness and just allow the Lord to confirm it. And oftentimes the Lord will confirm his word through two or three witnesses. What that looks like is this. You believe that you may have the gift of an apostle or the gift of healing. What will happen is that the Lord will confirm that if you're spiritually in tune, he will confirm that through, through two or three witnesses. And one of the reasons why it's important for us to speak things over ourselves is so that we can operate in faith. It's also important that you place people around you who have gifts, who can encourage you and spot things. Hmm. One of the reasons why David was able to truly stay in the kingdom and be encouraged is not because of Saul. It was because of his son, Jonathan, Jesus. Hmm. 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 Oftentimes, the same person who the Lord hmm, the Lord allows the enemy to be used by a person but oftentimes he will place another person who is around them who will be able to affirm and encourage your calling and, and they will be a source of encouragement so while you're getting stabbed you're also getting you're also getting helped you're also getting encouraged okay Lord Jesus hmm, hmm, hmm. so look to God and wait for a witness and he will confirm it through either through a person, it could be through a book, it could be through his word, it could be a number of ways. Don't limit God, don't put him into a box. And this is my last point. Remember who you were called to help. Remember who you are called to help. There are people who are bound, there are people who are bound and discouraged and they're stuck. And the only thing that will release them is a word from the Lord through you. So if you allow yourself to become depressed and discouraged and stay in that position, you're actually allowing the Lord's chosen to remain captive. Mm. Those same people, Lord Jesus, mm. those same people who may be trying to oppress you are some of the same people who the Lord is using you to minister to and to instruct they actually used to be a source of instruction to you and you will be a source of encouragement to them. That's the exchange. Hmm, he just said that to me. Sometimes the Lord will use your enemy to instruct you while you affirm that person. 
<laughs> You'll get that later. All right. So, the, and, and this is another statement I'm going to say, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end here because this is really personal to me. Remember, remember how I just shared with you how the enemy kept trying to get me to take my own life. Remember this statement. If the enemy can't get rid of you, he will convince you to get rid of yourself. If the enemy can't get rid of you through killing you, through um, defeating you, however, through disease, you know, sickness, whatever, he will try to use you to get rid of you. He will try to get purpose to get rid of purpose. Think about what the Lord's last test was. (laughs) Oh, man. Think about the Lord's last test was in the wilderness. The enemy tried to get him to jump off the cliff. I believe that was either the second or last test. The enemy was testing the identity. That's what he tried to do with us. Remember how I said that? The The enemy was trying to test Jesus's identity by saying reveal yourself and if that's who you really are then this is what will happen so he tried to make Jesus get rid of himself because he couldn't find any other way to overcome him so if the enemy can't get rid of you he will try to get you to get rid of yourself so I'm I'm going to speak right now against that spirit of suicide I'm going to speak right now against that spirit of depression and I loosen the spirit of love the spirit of encouragement the spirit of affirmation in the name of Jesus I speak against that spirit of death right now and I tell it to go back to the pits of hell where it belongs children of God blessed ones God's chosen let this message be a confirmation of the things the Lord has been saying to you lately about your gift and your calling. Don't look for people to affirm you. Look for God to confirm you. Let me repeat that. Don't look for people to affirm you. Look for God to confirm you. There may never, You may never ever get a prophetic word that tells you exactly how you're going to do certain things or how you're going to overcome certain things or who you're ministering to. You may never get a prophetic word from man, but you may get it through a book. You may get it through a, a direct revelation from the Spirit of God. So stop looking for people to confirm you. I am only a man, right? Even as I'm saying this right now, I am not perfect. I am only a man who loves God and wants other people to know how awesome, amazing, powerful he is. That's all. That's why I'm called. I know that the Lord called me and and connected me to people who deal with certain things. In those battles, I promise you, in the name of Jesus, we will overcome all of our giants. So with that being said, I'm going to end the message right here. Um, Before I close us out in prayer, is there anyone that wanted to share something, a testimony, prayer request, or anything before we hang up? Or a word of encouragement, whatever. Remember to take your phones off of mute. And I think those of you who have been sending messages online too, they've been very encouraging, very positive, and I, I thank you. So with that being said, we're going to close out in prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you for building up the people on this call. Lord, I thank you for confirming their calling, confirming their position, confirming their identity in you. Lord, help them to stop looking outward and start looking inward for their gifts, talents, and abilities. Lord, help them to know the Holy Spirit.
even more. Help teach them how to flow in their gifts, their gifts of prophecy, their apostolic calling, their gift of healing, their gift of word of knowledge, their gift of a, knowledge, um, a word of wisdom, their gift of evangelism, teacher, pro- prophet, all these things. Lord, I pray that you will reveal by the Spirit and confirm their calling. Please deliver them from the desire to please people and bring them into a desire to please you. Deliver us from the spirit of people-pleasing and bring us into a spirit of love, of authority, of confidence in the name of Jesus. Lord, I speak right now in the name of Jesus that there will be deliverance, there will be healing, and there will be a confirmation of their calling before this week ends. That person that's looking for a word from you, they're going to get a confirmation of their specific calling and they're going to stop looking for their senses, their bodily functions to confirm it and they're going to look to your spirit. It says that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Lord, help us to stop looking for our flesh and blood to confirm our calling and start to look to the spirit. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Guys, I thank you all for getting on this call. I pray that this message blessed you. And you remember that you are Alpha.